0: Welcome to Walking Dharma Podcast, the podcast where we attempt to demystify classical spiritual teachings and apply them to modern day living. I'm your host, Kristen Coyle. Today's episode is called Let Go or Be Dragged. And in this episode, I would like to focus on the concept of unattachment or varagya in Sanskrit which quite literally translates as detachment or unattachment. And to practice unattachment, we have to be willing to walk life on the edge, so to speak, at least a little bit. Part of practicing unattachment is the idea that nothing is permanent and that we realize that no moment is guaranteed to us. Not even the next breath is guaranteed to us. And in understanding this higher perspective or seeing this bigger picture of life we become capable of taking 10 steps back from clinging to this material reality as the end all be all or the final destination and many people get caught up in their attachments it's so obviously observable in the modern world people who have money think they need more And they surround themselves with all of these material things, thinking that that's going to fulfill them, or that instead of sharing, they should have all of these things. And soon enough, someone will even have 30 Rolls Royces in their garage, yet they still feel empty inside. And this is how attachments are. It doesn't matter if you're attached to having 30 Rolls Royces or 30 yoga students in every single yoga class you teach. We come to find out that once those ideals of how reality should be are fulfilled aka attachments to certain storylines about how our life should go come to find out we still feel empty even when those outer experiences are fulfilled you know the ones we think I'll be happy once this happens for me and then that happens and we're still not happy we feel even emptier than before because we realize this whole pipe dream we'd been chasing was actually just a blink of an eye going by right in front of us and soon enough we're left with ourselves again and that's where that cliched saying of wherever you go there you are comes from because wherever we go in this life we bring ourselves with us and no amount of material fulfillment or emotional fulfillment even can create a feeling of wholeness within us The Yoga Sutra says, attachment is that which follows identification with pleasurable experiences. So it's like the child who eats ice cream for the first time. Maybe it really likes the ice cream. And then every single day from after that point, the child will crave the ice cream. And the child will do things in order to get the ice cream. We hear it all the time. Be a good boy and mommy will get you an ice cream. Or be a good girl and you can have a treat. And so in this way, our attachments mold our behavior because maybe that little child doesn't want to be well-behaved and sit on the chair. Maybe that child wants to run around and frolic and let their joy out, but they realize or they are conditioned from an early age that if they run around and frolic, they might get in trouble and then they won't get that ice cream. So instead of being free to be in the moment and embrace the essence of whatever they feel in that moment, they are taught from a very early age. We are all taught from a very early age to act in certain ways leads to a reward. And what happens is we get caught up in seeking those rewards, whether it be a new piece of jewelry or simply something really healthy to eat or having this dream partner you've always prayed for or becoming world acclaimed for what you do internationally acclaimed for what you do. They're all rewards. And everything that comes to us in this life is coming to us for a very specific reason. And the reason is cause and effect. It's no mystery in the universe that if we make certain imprints in this material realm, they vibrationally lead us down certain paths. For example, someone who always chooses to practice yoga might be unconsciously choosing to live a longer life, not even realizing that that's one of the benefits of yoga, is that it can expand your lifespan and your youthfulness. Someone who chooses to sit in the bar every Saturday and Sunday and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, is unconsciously shortening their life. And all of these things happen based on attachments. So some attachments are healthy. For example, a yoga practice that we embrace to help give us longevity and vitality. That's a healthy attachment. It's something that, even though it is an attachment, for example, I know for me, I'm extremely attached to being able to do my yoga practice every day or nearly every day. And if that gets interrupted, I get very irritated. And that irritability actually echoes out into the world. And then it's interesting because then I'll go back onto my yoga mat and I'll be carrying that irritability with me into my practice. And the only reason that the irritability was triggered was from feeling interrupted from doing my practice. So even attachment to a yoga practice can lead us down strong emotional paths, right? So imagine even more so attachment to negative habits, attachment to drugs and alcohol. Even though we're doing it for the sake of a pleasurable experience, in the long run it creates a painful experience. And when the Yoga Sutra says attachment is that which follows identification with pleasurable experiences, basically it means if we like something we're going to get attached to having that experience again in our life. And that's all good and fine when it serves us. But there's a point where we've got to drop our attachments because sometimes attachments that are really healthy initially become destructive. Even attachment to place can be or become a source of our own stagnation. I know I'm experiencing that right now in Hawaii on a pretty deep level. I'm really getting the let go or be dragged energy over here by Pele and all of the mystic, vortex energy of the Big Island. For many years, my attachment to living here has led me to a lot of success. Success as a yoga teacher, success as a massage therapist. I met the love of my life here and he's my partner now. I have a lot of lifelong friendships from living here. But within the last year, suddenly living here has not been serving me very well. I've been in some stagnant patterns of not valuing myself enough. Therefore, I don't make as much money as I need to to actually get by. So there's this inherent nature of struggle. And my attachment to being here has led me to hesitate or procrastinate on creating a different path for myself and my partner in this instance as we are together. And suddenly, because of my overly attached nature to things here, it's like the universe is giving me my own medicine. Someone hit me and totaled my car, and tomorrow I'm going to get a check from the insurance company. And the day my car was hit and totaled was the day before I was going to put it up for sale on Craigslist. And ironically, the insurance company is paying me probably just as much as I would get selling it on the market without any of the effort on my part. So it's really interesting to see how that attachment, the attachment of having my own car, is being stripped away from me. And that's one thing to fall away to help me move to California in this case. And my living scenario, started. it fell away too. As soon as we got back from this mainland journey we were on, where I taught yoga at an immersion, I came back in my house, was infested with rats again, and we moved out 12 hours later or less, maybe even five hours later. And to rub things in, there was a big 5.3 earthquake that shook the house like a box of cards. It shook us onto our feet and back into our clothes and ready for the sun to rise, to move. And that's how the universe works, is that if we don't tune into the subtle energy of when we need to let go, when we when we need to move on for our own highest growth it will give us signs it will prod us along the way and what seems like really painful experiences for example losing a living scenario losing my car and having to share a car with my boyfriend even though i really love my car all these other things it's actually a blessing in disguise because it's actually when i look at it with a bigger perspective with an unattached perspective, I can see that all of these things falling away is actually guiding us towards our new destination of where we're meant to go so we can share our love and our gifts with the world. So I guess the moral of the story, and I love to teach from my own life because it's all I really can attest to. It's all I can really know about. I could read stories about this, but to me it won't come across as authentically as if I share from my own experience. And this is something I really like to look at is what am I attached to? And I invite you to do this as well. Make a list. What are you attached to? And it's interesting because if you just make a list, you'll start to see like, okay, I'm attached to being alive. I'm attached to my loved ones, my family, my partner, my children, my pets. I'm attached to where I live. I'm attached to my car. I'm attached to my sacred items, whatever that may be for you. For me, it's my crystals and my various pictures of saints and Buddhas and gurus. I'm attached to my clothing. I mean, the list could go on and on. But then there's certain things that creep in that we don't realize we're attached to. to. For example, I just had to let go of all of my dishes. And I was actually sad looking at this red coffee cup I drank out of for about three years every morning. I was sad to let that go. I mean, it's incredible how much we are actually attached to. And I think it's important that we take a look at our attachments and face them rather than be in denial, and then when things start to fall away, we run around like a chicken with our head cut off, freaking out about what hand life has dealt us. I feel like if we just understand what our attachments are, we can take 10 steps back from them and see them as transient props in this material reality. And just like any prop, it's just there for a time. Eventually, something else replaces it, or nothing replaces it and we're left with more space. And that's been my recent experience lately, is that things are falling away in a way that my health is still strong. My body is still intact. And so I'm thankful. Yet at the same time, tomorrow when I go hand the insurance adjuster the keys to my car and the title to my car and take that check, I'm going to have a moment with it of, wow, all right. That happened fast. As soon as we decided it was time to sell the car, someone hit us in an intersection. And at the time it was really upsetting. It was seeming like a bad thing that happened to us. But once again, as these few weeks have gone by and I'm getting ready to basically sell my car to the insurance company, I realize it's actually a blessing. Look, I sold my car. It's time to move on. So when I talk about let go or be dragged, it's this idea that there's really no such thing as being truly ready for anything. You know, it's like the kid, the first time they jump off the high diving board, they might think they're ready. They climb up the ladder. They go to the edge of the diving board and then they look over the edge. Now, some children might dive right off and just be a fish in water, so to speak but most children, they take a moment there and they peer over the edge and they contemplate, wow, am I doing this? And some will say, I'm not ready. I thought I was, but I'm not. And so they'll climb back down the diving board and jump off the edge of the pool instead and take more time getting comfortable in the water. But when it comes time for us to climb up that diving board and jump off, and we know it's time, Whether we feel ready or not, we just have to count to three and leap. And leap in a way that is without hesitation, without a single attachment holding us back. I mean, imagine the absurdity. Imagine if you're attached to not jumping, yet you're up there on the edge and you know it's time to go. Can you imagine jumping off the board and then trying to grab onto it with your fingernails as you fall towards the pole? You may get hurt in the process. You may miss a vital opportunity. And then you're up there hanging on the edge in between states, not safely on the ledge of the diving board and not making a clean release down into the pool, but rather in this in-between realm. They call it the bardo in a way. It's like that in-between realm between life and death, that in-between realm where lost souls go who haven't fully followed the light when they pass away. And I believe that we can live in that realm even when we are embodied. We can be stuck between this state of doing what we know is on our highest path and totally stagnant, even though we know what we need to do, just clinging to comfort, staying in our easy chair and watching TV every night to avoid facing the wild wind of the open sky and the brush of a total stranger's coat sleeve on your coat sleeve as you walk down a street that you've never known before. But the thing is, is if we are truly present in this moment with our life and with how we're feeling and with the way the energy is moving, we start to attune ourselves to when it is time to let go before it has stagnated. We can attune ourselves to understanding, wow, I'm having an attachment or Ooh, I'm feeling an aversion towards doing this. And we can decide for ourselves, but you know what? I've got to be in the flow of what I feel called to do. And in surrendering to that flow of what we feel called to do, call it listening to what your heart is telling you or following your intuition or following your gut. It's all the same on some level. If we're in that flow, we will pretty much always feel as if we are leaping a little bit before we are ready. And that's that beautiful moment where you realize in that leap, in that free fall, there's a total freedom. There's a synchronicity with every single moment that clicks by on the clock. The imaginary concept of time becomes just that, imaginary. Because when we are in the flow of what we are meant to be doing, life is a melody. It's this harmonious symphony of events. That carry like music wafting through the nighttime air with the utter grace and beauty that we cannot force, we cannot plan, and we certainly cannot enforce on reality. In fact, the more we try to control, the more we try to move forward in our life covered and burdened with attachments, whether they be material, emotional, or sense of place, or needing to be somewhere to be okay then life becomes like a train wreck and we draw catastrophe to us because we are so laden with cords, energetic cords that hang on to all kinds of stuff that we become incapable of leaping when it is time because those cords of attachment that we carry to all of the things we are attached to hold us back. Even today, I gave my good friend back a bookshelf and a desk that she'd given me years ago. And we were laughing at the irony of it. She moved to California when she gave me the bookshelf and the desk. And now here we are, getting ready to move to California in a couple months, and I'm giving her back her bookshelf and her desk, two pieces of furniture which I had been highly attached to for a long time. I loved them. I loved having them in my home stacking all of my books on the shelf, doing my work at an actual desk rather than on my lap or sitting on the floor as I've done for years in other places. But Today, when I gave her back those two pieces of furniture, I felt a sense of lightness come over me. And although that doesn't even scratch the surface of what I need to do to create my next reality, so to speak, in another place, It felt a little bit like freedom for a moment, just to be willing to let stuff go that I am attached to. And that's why unattachment is such a prized, valuable concept in Eastern religions and Eastern mysticism. is because when we are willing to let go of our attachments, or should I say surrender our attachments... For the sake of our own highest good and our own highest spiritual fulfillment in this lifetime. Then we reach a little bit closer to moksha or liberation. And liberation is not something that occurs when we die. Liberation is something that happens or occurs to us when we are embodied. It is when we are living that earth can become like heaven simply through a shift in perspective. Heaven is not somewhere we go when we die. Heaven is a reality that we can tune into here on earth, simply by being unattached to the storyline of how life should go. The more we attached we are to the storyline of how we think life should go, how we think others should act, the way things should have been, and so we're bitter about it because they're not, the more we suffer, the more we become burdened with lack of forgiveness, attachment to being right, attachment to our own grudges and emotional burdens. Where if we are willing to even release attachment to grudges and things that we perceive people have done wrong to us, then we become a little bit more forgiving, a little bit more open. And in that openness, It's like the sunlight cracking through into a dark room. In that openness, we become willing to embrace the experience, whatever life may bring. Because we're seeing life and others and the experiences that we endure with an open heart, which means we're seeing it from a place of love and loving kindness, rather than resentment, discord, guilt trips, judgmental tendencies, all of those attributes come from attachments and aversion. The Yoga Sutra says, aversion is that which follows identification with painful experiences. And it's very similar to attachment. Whenever we have a painful experience, let's take for example something simple. Maybe you touched a pan once when the handle was hot and you burnt your hand. After that, you will have a quite right aversion to touching the pan without a pot holder on between you and the pan. This is intelligent aversion. This is the kind of aversion that we would basically call survival instinct. But there's another type of aversion, and this is where we... Run away from experiences and people that create feelings of discomfort or fear within us. For example, if we are afraid of heights, we might avoid climbing the mountain, but maybe deep in our heart, we really wanna climb the mountain. What do we do? Do we let our attachment to comfort and our aversion, our fear of heights stop us from doing something that we feel called to do? For a lot of people, the answer is yes, we, they would stop themselves from doing something they feel called to do because of their attachment to being comfortable and their aversion to experiencing anything that is remotely close to what we call pain. And a lot of the pain we experience in this modern lifetime is emotional pain. Getting taken outside of our comfort zone can be as simple as going to a new town and going dancing with total strangers, or going into a grocery store that you've never been into before. People with anxiety can relate with this. Some of us have less aversion. Some of us can feel comfortable and at home anywhere we are. And I believe those that have that gift are those that are greeting life with an open heart rather than a heart that's clinging to all of the stories about how things should be. And then when things or expectations aren't met, we have even more aversion to those experiences. If we meet life with an open heart, meaning we are just willing to let go of how we think things should be and embrace the way things are from a place of presence and awareness of how we're feeling in the moment, then life becomes this really beautiful thing no matter where we are we can enjoy it for what it is and this reminds me of the buddhist slogan rest in the nature of alaya or the essence rest in the nature of the essence And what this means is that if we can just be willing to have a peaceful heart with whatever is around us, we can understand that everything that surrounds us contains the same essence, that same universal nature of reality. And that nothing is separate or different, really. It's all at ease. In every moment, there is ease if we're willing to just tune in and pause. We can find it if we are willing to let go of our attachment to being unwell. We can find it if we are willing to let go of our aversion of discomfort with ourselves or whatever experience we're having. And if we simply sit with the present moment at hand, we find peace. Peace is not something that only happens when certain experiences are fulfilled. Peace is something that we have to find no matter what is happening around us. So when we say rest in the nature of the essence, in a way it's saying find peace in the nature of whatever is arising in the moment at hand. And simply sit with it. Sit with the entire spectrum of whatever experience it is. And when it's time for you to let go, do so gracefully. Do it like the kid who was meant to dive off that diving board. They get to the top of the ladder, they run off the diving board, and at the edge, they leap with total trust in their heart. Because we have two choices. We can leap and fly, or hang on and be dragged anyway. It's up to us. And just as we say there's no such thing as being ready, truly, we have also must know that on the most essential level of something, that when we are really feeling called to do something, to move to California, for example, or to take that leap in changing our career into something that we feel more called to do that resonates with our heart, or to take the leap into a new relationship with someone that makes our heart sing, or whatever it may be for you, to go travel around the world and immerse yourself in different cultures, Or even simply to walk around the block and feel okay with being out in public. You know, wherever you're at, realize that if you're feeling called to do something, you are already ready. If you weren't ready for it, it wouldn't be coming into your sphere of consciousness and desire and awareness and this is something to clarify unattachment doesn't mean totally ignore your desires become a nun and pretend you have no feelings unattachment means embrace life embrace whatever is arising within your heart follow it but be unattached to it realize that you can fully enjoy all of the experiences of life you can allow yourself to have the full spectrum of emotion and humanity, arise within you. The art is to understand also that it's not permanent. And in understanding that impermanence of every single thing in your life, then you get to party with it. You get to enjoy it while it's there. And whenever it leaves, although you may grieve it, although you may have your emotions around it, which you are fully entitled to have, of course you can realize you are always ready to let it go. You can realize there's actually no other choice but to let go. To let go or be dragged. Leap and fly, my friends. If you are present in surrendering your attachments, you will always feel as if you are leaping. And in that free fall, comes the freedom. Thank you so much for listening to Walking Dharma. Aloha. and the pranayama will bring you mental power. You'll be able to control your emotions and gradually you become self-controlled. So yoga is really wonderful because in a very short time, one year, two years, three years, you may reach your enlightenment.